is up, everybody? Welcome back to First Down Rundown, where we give you a holistic view of the world of sports. Whether you're a casual fan or an avid fan, this is the place for you. We're you two hosts. I'm Hayden Vozar. He's Matt Vozar. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. We promised you that we would get back to you guys on either Tuesday or Wednesday, and we figured that since we had our last episode come out on Sunday, we would give you guys a good three days to listen to that one and then come out with our next one, which is today, and that is NFC win total predictions. So you'll be hearing NFC today and then AFC this weekend, probably on Saturday or Sunday. haven't really chosen the day for that yet, but we'll kind of just play it by ear as we usually do. Um, And you guys know it'll be one of those days. And then that'll be kind of the end of our preseason football, NFL, and college talk That'll be the end of those kind of four episodes there that that introduce you guys to the season. And then we'll be off and running in, into the NFL season. College football has already started, as you guys know. Week two is coming up this week, which is crazy. Super excited to watch those games on Saturday. And then we've got the first NFL Sunday on Sunday. And we've got the first NFL game tomorrow night, which is crazy. And it's like one of the best games of the year, honestly. I mean, it's it's you know, it could be it could be the Super Bowl, honestly. So super stoked for that. Matt is on the other end. Uh, his his mic is a little bit different this time than it usually is, so just be wary of that. But it's it's still it's still pretty good quality, so you guys will will definitely hear him and and be able to hear his hear his usual voice and and his usual loud yells and everything like that. So Matt, how are you? Well, I don't really know what I sound like, so hopefully it's good. And if not, then I'll just have to buy another mic. My birthday's in like two weeks, so uh, that'll be a good present. Or I can buy it for you. For so your there you go. That would be amazing, Hayden. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. However, the best present that I could receive for my birthday is an early birthday present in the form of the first NFL Sunday being this Sunday. Uh, I, I'm so excited for this. I mean, seriously, everybody obviously is, but but you know, it's kind of everything in for the whole NFC today, and then we're going to the AFC on Saturday. Super exciting. Again, like I said, I'm you know. We finally get to preview some football, so let's just get into it. I know we're both kind of on a little bit of a time crunch, so we're going to try to run through it as quick as possible. Give you our thoughts on every NFC team, uh, go through all 16 of them today, and then the other 16 on Saturday. And I'm just super excited. Again, you know, can't be uh, can't be more excited. Uh, so why don't we just go right into it? All right, sounds good. So NFC East is going to be up first. We've got Cowboys, then Eagles, then Commanders, then Giants. So the way I prepared for this episode was I literally went over each NFC team's schedule and I'll do the same thing for AFC next week. So I went through all every schedule and I picked out, I basically just evaluated each game and I picked out, okay, this team is going to win this game. This team is going to win this game. So I just went through the Cowboys. So for example, for the Cowboys, I went through their schedule and I just said, okay, I'm just going to count how many wins I think they're going to have based on who they're playing. Right. Because that's, that's a huge part of win totals and records and everything like that. A lot, you know, when you ask somebody, okay, how many games do you think the Packers are going to win? Oh, well, you know, they could win nine, but they also could win 12. You never really, it's like, well, no, if you go through their schedule, you have, you'll have a better, better idea of, of how they're going to do. Now Matt's going to do a little something different and he's going to kind of go off of conferences and, um, and which conferences those, out of conference matchups are coming from he's going to evaluate it based off of that so you're going to hear a lot of different perspectives here today which i think is good we're not just going to both go through every every team and just say okay well i think this is going to be their record and yeah and then go to the next one so first off is cowboys here i've got them going nine and eight so their uh their over under total or their win total projected win total is 10 games so that would be under i would say take the under on this but some key games that they have and that I have noted are that they're going to win both against the Giants. I think, I think it's pretty obvious. And then they're going to split one and one with the commanders and the Eagles in that, in that division. Now I could see the Eagles just going crazy and beating both of them or beating the Cowboys both times. But I do think that the Cowboys will probably take the one at home and they'll lose the one away at the Eagles. Another game that I have noted down is is the Minnesota game. I forget which week that's in. I, this is like the one key game that I didn't mark the week, but uh, but they play Minnesota, I think, at Minnesota. And so that could be a very key game. I have them losing that right now, but that could they could very easily easily win that, in my opinion. I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of early on in the season, so Minnesota might be a little bit shaky. 
and the Cowboys could take that game, which would propel them up to 10, which is their projected win total. And that would be a push if you put money on it. So I've got that at nine, at nine and eight, a close under, but that's what I have for the Cowboys. I'm also going to go under on the Cowboys. I don't, again, I'm not going to do an exact record. Um, it's just, it's, I think they're losing a lot of production on offense, especially from the receiver side of things. I mean, you lose Amari Cooper, you know, that that's a big, that's a big downfall for the Cowboys offense. And I think overall, I mean, you know, the offense is going to be what it's going to be, right? You have Ezekiel Elliott who like, he's been good, you know, but he's just been, I feel like underwhelming a lot, especially as of recently, these last few years, you know, there's been those reports of like, he's always coming to, he's coming to training camp overweight. And then, you know, he's whatever it ends up being, he's been fumbling a lot. He's been getting, I don't know. I just feel like it to some extent, Tony Pollard has been really outperforming Zeke, but because they paid Zeke so much money and he got like the best for, running back contract in the history of ever uh you know they're gonna keep playing him because he, he at least is somewhat showed that he was worth the money at some point um if he's absolutely horrible they'll probably you know they'll probably switch him out but i think my main reason for staying under on the cowboys especially at you know 10 wins i, I just don't see them getting to i think they were 12 and 5 last year but you have to remember like they started out i think like 7 and 0 or something and the biggest reason for that was their defense which for the past, you know, 10 years, basically, the Cowboys have had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Last year, they really, really got things turned around. I forget exactly who their defensive coordinator is, but they drafted Micah Parsons, who literally could have won defensive player of the year as a rookie, which like that never happens, right? He only lost out to Aaron Donald because, or no, sorry, TJ Watt, because TJ Watt like probably should have broken the sack record last year for most sacks in NFL history, right? So Michael Parsons is just a beast and he's going to be, he's going to be continuing that obviously, you know, this year uh, as, as the middle linebacker. And then um, they also have Trayvon Diggs and he had, I think 11 interceptions last year and like half of them were pick sixes. So when you kind of, account for all that there's a term called regression and regression just means that based on all the statistics and everything that happened from last year adding all that up it's just a lot of a lot of everything just kind of happened the right way and so if you're going to end up predicting what this year's results are going to be you have to take into consideration the small percentage chance that they had so many interceptions so many pick sixes so many you know lucky points they were the highest scoring team in the league but their defense accounted for a lot of their scores so i don't think that their defense is going to score as many times i also think their defense is not going to play as well and, and get as many interceptions and everything like that um and then i also i mean i think that the production on offense is going to drop off so i'm also under on the cowboys yeah i completely agree with that the the defensive regression i think is key there so moving on to the eagles i've got the eagles at 11 and 6 so i'm taking the over on that uh, they are projected to win nine and a half. So it's one of those halves where you basically you, you win or you lose. There's no push if you bet on it. So we've got them at winning uh, 11 games. I'm really high on the Eagles this year. I think they're going to be great. I think Jalen Hurts is just he's on the uptrend for he has been ever since really ever since he became a starter. And he's my favorite college player ever. So I I am kind of biased against him. My key games here are. I have them, again, winning both games against the Giants. The Giants, unfortunately, are probably going to win maybe maybe one. Yeah, probably one division game, and they're going to lose five. Um, so that's where I've got them. But, yeah, for the Eagles, again, they're, I, th- I have them splitting with the, with the Cowboys, and I also have them winning both against the Commanders as well. I think they're, they're going to sweep the Commanders in that sense. So five and six division record, record that – is going to be um, that's going to be my prediction there. I also have them losing to Arizona in week five at Arizona, just because Arizona always starts out really, really hot. And they kind of around that kind of week six to week eight range is when they start kind of regressing a little bit. But I think week five, based on past seasons, they're, they're still going to be on fire to start out the season. And that's pretty much it. That's all I have for key games. I just think, again, I think the Eagles in general, they're just going to be really good. And I think they have kind of an easy schedule. One reason is because they play six games against the NFC East and the NFC East is one of the worst conference. Well, one of the worst divisions in football, if not the worst. So there you go. I'm also high on the Eagles, but pretty much everybody is. I mean, I've again, like I, like Hayden said, I've listened to a ton of podcasts. I've read a ton of articles really just everyone it seems like is is very high on the eagles and and hopeful that they'll you know put together a pretty good season and and i agree i couldn't agree more i think they're going to win the division i think obviously if they're going to go over over this win total of nine and a half and the cowboys are going to go under 10 
I mean, I wouldn't project the, the, the commanders or the giants to have more wins than either of those teams. So I think the Eagles easily win this division again, offensively, Last year started out pretty weird because they were passing the ball all the time and it wasn't really working out. And then essentially all the fans, the Eagles fans were just like, Hey, Nick Sirianni, I know you're a rookie head coach, but let's, uh, let's run the ball because that seems to be our strength. They started doing that and they started going on a win streak. They ended up making the playoffs last year. And so I think that there's only, it only, this team only goes up from here. If Jalen hurts is the real deal, which I know Hayden's a huge fan of him, but if he can obviously, you know, kind of get the, get the, you know, passing game under control and and really distribute the ball to his receivers who he now has a lot of weapons right you have aj brown you have dallas goddard at tight end you have obviously Devonte smith in his second year returning so you know he has the pieces around him to be able to throw the ball if he can do that effectively sky's the limit for the eagles uh no pun intended there but uh their defense too i mean their defense is probably you know well i think they have the best offensive line in the league their defensive line might be the best in the league as well um and they only got better this year too. So I think they're going to be able to stop uh, really anyone who, you know, who they play. And I do think Hayden mentioned their, their easy schedule against the rest of the NFC East. I think they have maybe the, the second or third easiest schedule across the whole league. Yeah. So, you know, you pair a team that made the playoffs last year with the fact that every, you know, there's, there's a lot of hope for them going into the season plus a really easy schedule. I think the Eagles are, are, are really going to do well this year and could contend for, you know, Maybe even the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, a lot of people are have already put Super Bowl ticket, you know, future betting on them to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's reaching, but about very possible. So the Eagles are definitely a team to watch out for this year. Yeah, I think according to MGM bets, they they actually have the most bets placed on them out of any any NFC team to win the NFC, which is crazy. I mean, obviously you've got the the added factor of they're probably they're not favored to win the NFC, and so the money output that you get when betting on them is going to be higher. And so if you think that if you're high on them and you think that they can, they can do it, then why not bet on them? But it's, it's interesting that it's not somebody like the bucks or the the Rams or anybody. It's, it's actually the Eagles. Well, I think it's like, and also I think it's like 15% of bets, 15.7% of bets or something like that are, are put on the Eagles. And that's even more than what's put on the bills to win the AFC, which I think is like 14% of bets. So, yeah. Yeah. And also Eagles fans are, are pretty crazy in general. And so if they have a really good team and they know their team's going to be good, then pretty much everybody in Philadelphia and every Eagles fan across the whole world is like so excited for their team to be good again. And I mean, obviously they won the Super Bowl just like five years ago, but anybody's ever going to take their, their football team to do well again. So if they have any inkling that their team is going to be good, then they're going to place a Super Bowl ticket for sure. Yeah, that's right. All right, moving on to the commanders. The commanders are set at a win total of eight. I've got them going six and 11. They, I, I don't, I'm not good or I'm not high on, on the commanders this year. I've got them on the severe under uh, two games under. And so I would say if you, if you can put money on that, probably put money on that. They start off the, the season playing Jacksonville and Detroit in that order respectively. So they play the Jaguars first and then Detroit second. I think, I think the the second game, the one at Detroit, is in Detroit, um, and so I think they're going to go one and one in that stretch. I don't know who they're going to lose to, but I think they're going to lose to one of those kind of mediocre teams, and that's just going to start them off bad for the season. And I think that's probably going to just continue throughout the rest of the season. Again, I've got them losing eleven games. I've got the them losing at Houston later on in the year. I'm pretty high on Houston this year. I actually like them, but we'll get that we'll get to them next episode in the AFC episode. But yeah, I I just don't like the Commanders this year. I know that Carson Wentz is just gonna do something stupid, or he's gonna do a lot of stupid things. And while he may be good for them, I again I'm a proponent a proponent of like always giving a guy a chance. And so if he goes in there and he performs really well, you know maybe not up to par with his crazy rookie season in, in Philadelphia. But if he performs well there, I wouldn't really be surprised. But from what we've seen from him recently, I just don't expect him to perform well. And I expect him to kind of be the Carson Wentz that we know and, and mess up a lot. So I've got the commanders at six and 11. So I'm taking the under on that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I don't know. I, I agree probably with Hayden. We will probably agree on, on a lot of these. I kind of want to almost disagree on purpose just for the sake of it. But the reason and the main reason just extremely high level view that i'm going to be under on the on the on the um, commanders this year is if you think about it their win total is eight right so if you're going to bet the over on eight and now that we have 16 or 17 games in an nfl season 
You need the Redskins to go, sorry, the Commanders to go nine and eight. That's not happening, okay? The Commanders are just not a team that's going to have a winning record, right? I mean, they got to the playoffs a couple years ago, and Tyler Taylor Heineke, you know, went crazy, whatever. But but they had a good seat. They had, I think, I think that was Kirk Cousins too, who was like pretty good, right? I mean, he's you know he's okay. So I'm not expecting that to happen again, and I especially don't expect it to come from Carson Wentz, who is just he's Carson Wentz. I mean, seriously, like he should have won an NFL MVP. He was on the track for it. Uh, you know, obviously in the Eagles, when they had their Super Bowl run, um, you know, we got hurt and obviously Nick Foles kind of took over and Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. So really how much was Carson Wentz really doing? He was putting up good numbers. Okay, fine. But really ever since then, he's just been bad. He lost his job, you know, obviously to Jalen Hurts. He goes to the Colts last year and the Colts are really bad. And he had, he had an okay, his numbers were okay, but if you just watched him play, it was like, what is this guy doing? He's not thinking correctly as an NFL quarterback the left-handed interception throws are probably the key indicator of that I mean come on so now he's going to the commanders and they I think they probably have I mean they have a worse offense than the Colts they don't have Jonathan Taylor right um you know their receivers are okay and their defense is was really good a couple years ago when they made the playoffs obviously and it's gotten worse ever since then Chase Young got hurt last year with an ACL they're not even sure if he's going to be back so I, I think to the combination of just the players that they do have and and you know kind of where their team is going i think there's not a lot of hope for them and so i'm gonna also be under on the on the washington commanders this year all right moving on to the giants i've also got the giants at six and eleven but the giants are projected to win seven games so it's one less than, than the commanders i think seven is a pretty is a pretty high number and so i'm going i'm going under on the giants here and some key games that i have noted are i have them winning over the Panthers in week two, but I could very well see them losing. So that could also kind of fluctuate that down to five. Then week seven and week eight, they have uh, Jacksonville and Seattle back to back. And I could also see them losing one of those games, but I gave them the benefit of the doubt. And I took them over both the Jaguars and Seattle in that two game stretch. So again, I think six and 11 judged you're judging by the key games I have here. I think six and 11 is a pretty, optimistic view that I have of them. I, I honestly don't see how they could win seven games because I mean, if, if, if anybody on that team gets injured, it's like if one guy gets injured, the whole entire team just follows suit and wants to sit by them on the bench. And so if one guy gets injured, I, I don't really see how they can really become a cohesive unit and actually win seven games because winning seven games in the NFL right now is actually, it, it seems kind of few and far between at this point uh, between, well, I guess I'm kind of biased because we're talking about the NFC East here, but right. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a tall task to win seven games and the giants are just not really prepared to do that in my opinion, especially with all the injury history that they've had. So, right. I, I would say that six and 11 is even optimistic. I could even see a little five and 12 action here. So that's where I'm going under with the giants. <laughs> It's tough. This one is tough. It's I think seven is a good number. I could easily see this Giants team going seven and ten. And I'm going to be throwing out a little bit of a hot take here. I think the Giants are going to have more wins than the Washington Commanders. So or similar, but I think more. I think I'm a little at least a little bit higher on the Giants than I am the Commanders. So I guess, you know, if I was going to exact records kind of like Hayden, I would probably also agree with him that the Commanders are either six and six and 12 or six and 11 at best. I think they could even be worse than that. Uh, and then this giants team, I could, I could, again, like I said, very easily see them going seven and 10. Um, but if I had to choose, give me the under just because Daniel Jones hasn't shown us anything. All right. I mean, it's been four years now and I realize that he hasn't, he doesn't have a ton of talent around him. And, and that's, you know, mostly the re and his offensive coaches in the past have been pretty bad. Right. And so his offense coordinators and, and really the head coaches pretty much his whole tenure there have been bad. So hopefully Brian Dayball is a positive impact on this team and especially on this offense and on this quarterback. We saw what he did in Buffalo, especially with Josh Allen, right? I mean, his, you know, complete turnaround and, and what that team is now. If Brian Dable, it was the kind of, you know, the, the the catalyst for how Josh Allen was able to turn around as a quarterback, and he can do that similarly with Dan, Daniel Jones, I think this team's definitely going to go over their win total, but I think it might take a couple years, right? I mean, we saw it take a couple years with Josh Allen. If he's able to do it with Daniel Jones, it'll probably take a couple years, and I don't, I don't think they're there yet. Their defense is pretty good, though, so I would look to, you know, I, I think they're, they're probably their games just in general this season are going to be pretty low scoring because they're going to be able to stop a lot of people, but I don't think they're gonna be able to put up many points on the offensive end. So 
there's some there's some there's some hope there. Um, obviously, too, we hope that Kayvon Thibodeau, after that kind of nasty hit he took in the preseason, is able to come back on time and 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 you know perform at the level that he's expected to. Uh, so on the defensive end, I do think that they're going to be pretty good this season. Daniel Jones, it's going to be you know it's kind of up in the air. And then Saquon Barkley, right? He's finally back and 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 healthy. But that's the question: Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Because it seems just every time he's gotten hurt, he comes back and he has a lot of hype. And then he gets, you know, he plays four games and he gets hurt again. Right. And his average stat line is always like 23 rushes for 54 yards. And it's like, well, how, how is it even possible? Right. Um, and so we end up with a situation where, you know, he's an amazing athlete. His first couple of years were great. Uh, but now ever since then, he's just kind of he's just kind of, you know, petered off. So if Daniel Jones can can, you know, can rally or, or you know, the team can rally around Brian Dable, bringing this offense to fruition. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope for the team. Uh, and if the defense just continues to be a little bit competitive, uh, then I think that they'll have a pretty good season. But as it stands right now, I'm, I'm also going to go under on the giants and it just kind of makes sense. I mean, you think about this whole division, right? Me and Hayden kind of agreeing on everybody, but we were over on the, you know, over on the Eagles and then under on everybody else. And I think that despite the fact that they all play each other, they also have other games that they play and, and they play tough divisions and they play tough opponents. And so you kind of end up with a situation where, you know, unless the team that you're talking about has a lot of, you know, a lot of positive signs, there's not a guarantee that they're going to be going over their win total. Uh, and so I, I really only expect one team to make the playoffs out of this division, being the division winner in the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, let's move on to the NFC West. So we've got the Rams first and the 49ers second, Cardinals third and Seahawks fourth. So it kind of goes in succession of of who's the best in this in this division and Kind of towards the worst, towards the bottom there. This well, is we definitely... set it up so that we're gonna we're gonna do that for every division. So that's why we kind of we started with the Cowboys and the Eagles last time. The Cowboys win total is ten, and the Eagles is nine and a half. So I kind of we laid it out so that we're gonna be talking about the we're gonna basically go from best to worst, but we're gonna go from best projected, like you know what the win total is projection, uh, then to worst projected. But we might obviously, as we saw with last division too, we might have some you know instances where we're switching teams around based on what we think will happen. Yeah, and the NFC West is definitely it's kind of like a perfect spread in my opinion of of teams that are really you have the really good team, the team that is kind of right below that elite tier, then you've got the Cardinals who are kind of all right, but they've they've proven to us recently that they don't really have what it takes to sustain their success from the early uh part of the season and then you got the Seahawks who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. So you got a lot of, a lot of disparity here in, in the NFC West, a lot of everything, but the Rams uh, first up here, they've got their win total projection is 10 and a half and I've got them winning 12 games. So I've got them going 12 and five. So I'm taking the over on this. I think 10 and a half is actually pretty, pretty low for the Rams, the, you know, the reigning Super Bowl champs. I think, that, I don't know why it's 10 and a half. I don't know why it's not 11 and that's why I'm going over. I, th- I think you guys should smash the over. They've got a really tough schedule, so that's probably why their win total is is projected at 10.5. But some key games that I have, there, I have them splitting one and one with uh, San Francisco, and then I have them taking both games over the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Cardinals maybe could sneak a, sneak a win out, but I don't think so. I, I just, I'm not very high on the Cardinals this year after seeing what they've done the past couple seasons. So, yeah, I've got them winning five out of their six division games there. I've also got them winning at Green Bay in Lambeau at Lambeau Field. I think I think that game is later in the year. I think it's like week 14 or something. So at Green Bay in November or December, that's not a very good combination. But I but I think Matthew Stafford, I mean, he has he has experience against Green Bay. He used to play against them all the time. He used to play in Lambeau all the time. And so I think Matthew Stafford will probably be able to get it done against Green Bay at Lambeau Field late in the season. I also have them winning at Kansas City, which is another kind of big game because Kansas City is still one of those powerhouses in the AFC. But and obviously when Kansas City is is at home, they're they're very good as well. But I, I have them winning over Kansas City in Kansas City, and then I have them losing against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. So that's kind of another flip flop game that that could go either way. But I've got them losing against Tampa Bay there as as one of their five losses. I think the other losses. I know one is against San Fran. I think another loss is against Buffalo. I think I have them losing against, losing against Buffalo uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, those are just a couple of, of my key games. But I do think that you should probably slam this over because even though they have a tough schedule, 10 and a half is still pretty low. 
I have kind of flip flopped back and forth on the Rams. I was completely in agreement with Hayden. If we were talking like two months ago, I'm like slam the over. This is the easiest thing, easiest bet that you could possibly make because right. I mean, they went 11 and six last year and they got, and they won the Super Bowl, and then they got better. So that's the, I mean, that's in a nutshell, the argument why you're going to be taking the over here, but I don't know, just as of recently, I've looked more into it. The schedule is tough. And I think the biggest worry that I have right now is Matthew Stafford with that elbow injury. It's a weird situation because he, he suffered it, I guess, at the end of, or he was playing through it at the end of last season. He got surgery on it in the offseason, and then it was like, we came up to August, almost near the start of the preseason, and we start getting reports that, you know, he's still suffering elbow soreness, and he's not sure if he's going to be able to be 100% for the start of the season. And obviously, as of recently, those reports have, have basically been denied, and all the, you know, he himself, Matthew Stafford, as well as the coaching staff and everybody on the Rams is like, nope, he's good to go, he's 100%, and of course they're going to say that because they're not just going to be like, Oh yeah, no, no, we're actually not going to play him. And he actually, we don't know if we're going to play him at all. And then Steve Walford is going to be the starting quarterback. Who who would want that ever? But again, it depends on the status of, of Matthew Stafford. I think he's going to be okay because the, 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 at the end of the day, he has played through probably the worst injuries possible of any quarterback in the history of the league. Right. I mean, when he was in Detroit, like he got absolutely blasted every single game there were like there were times when injury report would come out after the fact and it would be like he had some like spleen tear or something like things that internally you would never want to be going through as a human being and he was like yeah i'll just keep getting hit and it's like this guy is one of the toughest people ever so if that's the case he'll probably be able to play through some elbow pain right now i think it's on his throwing hand so they're throwing arm so um you know obviously if it, if it gets if it gives him pain that could be a serious blow to this Ram team, but I think Hayden's on it, right? I mean, they, they have they have more pieces on the defense. They have more pieces on the offense. Like, okay, Odell Beckham, yeah, he's still hurt. I get it. But you bring in Allen Robinson, who's probably the best receiver on a bad team over the past, you know, five years, right? And then you on defense, okay, you get rid of Von Miller. Well, you bring in Bobby Wagner, who was an all-pro last year, and nobody really is talking about it. So, I, I, again, I, I'm kind of in agreement here. Like, the Rams are going to be good again. And the win total is ten and a half. It was if it was like eleven and a half, and you have to win twelve games to get over, then you know that that's that's pushing it a little bit. But even if they do just as well as they did last season, which last season they had a bunch of games where it was like, what are they even looking at right now? Matthew Stafford's thrown a lot of interceptions, and so if they do, do just as well as last season, they'll still hit this over. Uh, and so I definitely expect them to win division, and I'll and I'll take over as well here. All right, next up is the 49ers who are at nine and a half for their win total projection. I've got them going 10 and seven, so I'm taking this over. But again, it's 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 just half a game, so it's it's a little bit shaky here. Key games for me here are splitting one and one with the Cardinals. I think they play the Cardinals pretty early in the season. And like I said, Cardinals are, are always good early season. So I've got them splitting one and one. They're probably going to lose at Arizona and then win at home. And I've also got them splitting one-on-one with the Rams, like I said, for the Rams uh, last time. I got them losing to the Saints at home week 12. Uh, I think the Saints are going to be really good this year, and they're going to be really tough to beat whether they're at home or not. I think they're going to be a really tough team to beat, and I don't, I just don't really know about Trey Lance. He's kind of a – whenever I think about the 49ers, I'm like, oh, yeah, really good. They always make it far in the playoffs, made it, you know, made it to the NFC Championship last year. So every time I think of them, I'm like, Geez, dude, they're always making it far in the playoffs, and they've just got a really solid program, really run well by by Kyle Shanahan. And then I think of Trey Lance, and I'm like, ah, I haven't really seen a lot of what he can do, and I don't know how he's going to be, right? So it's just there's just some question marks there. I'm a little bit tentative when it comes to games like the Saints. Um, and so then I also have them losing at Denver in week three because I think Denver is going to come out shooting. I think they're going to – they know that they have a good team. They know that they need to prove themselves early this season because their conference is just so, so good. Best conference in football. And so, yeah, I think the Broncos are going to come out shooting. They're going to beat the 49ers early on. And I think that the Saints are also going to take one at San Fran later on in the year. So I've got the 49ers going 10 and seven, taking the over. This is the first one we disagree on. I'm going under on the 49ers. Uh, and it's completely because of Trey Lance. Hayden mentioned it. Like, you don't know if this guy is actually good at football. The last time he played meaningful football was four years ago, and it was in the FCS. Okay, he played for North Dakota State, who is like the most dominant football team in every any division of football ever because they've won like 12 out of the last 13, you know, FCS championships. 
but and he was okay on that team right i mean obviously the reason that he is so highly sought after and the reason that the 49ers drafted him third overall is because of his raw talent and skill and ability right he's like six five and he's you know well built and he's muscular and he can run and he can throw the ball really far i get all that but if he can't play the game of football then you don't have a starting quarterback on your team right and the number one reason why i can see that the 49ers are scared to to even start him right or even at least choose him as their starting quarterback and and give up on everybody else is the fact that they signed jimmy g again all right and so here's my deal with the 49ers they're going to go under if J- if Trey Lance plays more than half the season. But if by week six, they're like, yo, dude, you kind of suck. And it's a good thing that we signed Jimmy G to this one-year contract. We're going to put him back in there. I think the 49ers are going to possibly go to the Super Bowl. Like, I literally think that if Jimmy G plays this entire season, the 49ers could be the best team in the NFL. But they're not going to be because they're starting Trey Lance. And I think it's the wrong choice. And, and maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe Trey Lance is even better than Jimmy G, but it's a complicated RFS to understand. You know, obviously Kyle Shanahan is a genius, right? He, wherever he's gone, his team has succeeded. Jimmy G has mastered that offense and it's a good one. And they have all their people back from last year. You got to think about it, dude. The 49ers two years ago were in the Super Bowl and winning in the fourth quarter and lost to the Chiefs, okay? The year after that, they got ravaged by injuries and they went like two and 14. The following year, they're in the NFC Championship. And if they didn't throw a pick, at the very end of the game, they're going to another Super Bowl. So they essentially have, you know, should have been in two of the last three Super Bowls. That's crazy, right? And I think that's and it's the exact same team. Their team hasn't gotten worse, except for the fact they're starting Trey Lance at quarterback. So if he's the truth, fine, so be it. You got me, you got me wrong. But I don't think he is. And so I'm gonna go under the on the 49ers until I can see that he's at least either good or they're putting in Jimmy G. And if so, I think the sky's the limit for this team. So that's my thoughts on the 49ers. All right. Pretty hot take there on Jimmy G being better than Trey Lance or, or better option for the 49ers than Trey Lance, but I like it. All right, Cardinals next. The Cardinals win total is eight and a half, which I think is a little bit steep. I've got them going seven and 10 based on their schedule. So I'm taking the under here. Some key games I have for them are, I hate to say it, but I have them beating the Pats and uh, the Patriots in week 14. I wish that wasn't the case. I don't know. I think it's I think it's at home. So I think it's in Arizona. Have them winning that game again. Late season Cardinals aren't always the best, but I do have them winning against the Patriots. I think that'll be a pretty key game for them. I also could see them winning over Carolina, the the Panthers or losing to the Raiders early on. These are two things that I have opposite of what I picked. So in reality, I have them losing to Carolina. And I have them winning against the Raiders uh, early on in their season. I think it's the first five weeks that they that they play both of these teams. And I think that Carolina, I don't know, I kind of believe in Carolina this year. You may not think that based on based on what I have for them in total in terms of uh, you know win totals, but I do kind of believe in them in, in terms of winning against the Cardinals in in the um, in the early part of the season but I do have them beating the Raiders early on in the season. So I could see them losing to the Raiders. I also could see them winning easily over Carolina because they're Carolina. So, right. If both of those things happen, it would stay seven and 10. Um, If either one of those things happen, it could drop to six and 11 or it could go up to nine, sorry, eight and nine. So it's kind of a, a shaky one here. Their win total is eight and a half. So even if, both of those things go in their favor, the, the the Raiders game and the Carolina game, they would still be on the under. So I, I do think that taking the under here would be probably beneficial for anybody. I'm also back and forth on the Cardinals. Um was very, very low on them like a couple months ago. And then I'm I don't know, for some reason I'm kind of just thinking more and more like this team might actually be pretty good. I don't know. It, it's also just kind of blind faith because I think like talent wise, they got worse, right? DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games of the season. He's like the only reason that Kyler Murray is ever successful to begin with. Uh, and so not having him would, will be a big blow to this team, but I don't know, just looking at the schedule, the way that things line up there, you know, the other teams, in their division, they might be able to do it. Kyler Murray got his, you know, he got paid, he got his extension. He's good to go there. They've always played well in the early season. Then they just never make it to the playoffs or, don't succeed in the playoffs like uh like last year when they got absolutely housed by the bears in the first or the sorry by the rams in the first round so i don't know give me the over on the cardinals i think eight and a half is a number where i'm willing to go over because i can see nine and eight 
happening and, and being a very likely result for this team. Like if the Cardinals go nine and eight, at the end of the season, we're going to be like, yep, cool. Totally expected that. Like not a surprise at all. Um, but if they go, I feel like if they go under eight and a half, it'll be a very, you know, disappointing result. And and so that's where if it's like, if this win total was nine and they have to win 10 to hit the over, I'd be slamming the under. But if it's at eight and a half, like that's a very middling record. And I think that I would definitely consider a, the Cardinals a very middle of the pack team in the NFL. And I think they have the potential to be good. So that's why I'm thinking that it's a lot more. And so, right. So I think they go nine and eight, but it's, I think it's also a lot more likely that they go 10 and seven, that they do seven and 10. I know Hayden had them seven and 10. So this is probably the team that we most disagree on so far. Uh, but, but that's, I don't know. That's kind of just how I'm feeling. Obviously if Kyler is the real deal, then he'll play like it and, and he'll prove it. But if he's not, then yeah, but you know, so far he hasn't really proved much. And if that social media bizarro situation that happened over the offseason, if that's an indication of how he's going to play this season, then yeah, Hayden will be right, and they'll they'll go seven and ten. <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly probably one of the one of the main reasons why I have them at seven and ten, just because. Yeah, Kyler Murray, I don't know, I don't know if he has what it takes to be a a, a leader, a quarterback in the locker room for the Cardinals. So. Moving on to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are at five and a half. Their win total is at five and a half. I think if there's one, if literally if there is one team that you should either smash the over or smash the under on, it is the under for the Seahawks. I have, okay, my, my prediction is a little bit steep. I have them going two and 15. I have them winning two total games this season. Wow. One, one against the Jets and the other against the Panthers. There's honestly, I mean, well, they're play they play the 49ers twice and the Rams twice. So they're gonna lose both of those games, I think, easily. So that's already four losses. The rest of their schedule, again, I don't have it pulled up, but I remember looking at it and it was it was a pretty tough schedule. I think they might play the Bengals and they I don't know, they they play a couple tough AFC teams. And so I've got them I've got them going two and fifteen. Again, wins over just the Jets and the Panthers. I think you should smash this under. I don't really have anything else to say about it. This is, this should be a quick one, in my opinion. I say go under. All right. Wow. Well, there you go. Um, I I kind of agree. I don't have them that low, uh, but I also don't think that they're going to be that good. I don't know. Five and a half is a tough number because even if they go six and 11, like that's a really bad season. Although I think they went six and 11 last year. If I'm, eh, I'm not exactly sure, but either way, they had Russell Wilson last year. And so if you go six and 11 with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, granted he was hurt for a little while. That's an indication that, and then you lose him, obviously that's an indication that you'll probably be a little bit worse. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, my thing at the end of the day is like, if you're deciding between Geno Smith or Drew Locke, then I don't really know if you have a decision there to make because both quarterbacks are pretty bad. And I think Geno Smith's actually gonna be the starter. So, which, which I would, agree with i would pick him over uh over drew lock any day of the week so yeah but like the defense is bad again they traded away uh bobby wagner to the rams they didn't get any better really on offense i mean they got worse obviously because of russell wilson they still have tyler lockett and dk metcalf who will produce but they'll only produce if they have someone good throwing on the ball which i don't think they do uh chris carson who was like one of my favorite players in the entire league um retired because he kept getting hurt and it was like an injury that if he injured even more could have been like a life-threatening thing and so you know he needed to do what he did and so you know Rashad Penny I think is a really good runner but again it's like if this offensive line is going to continue to be what it did while Russell Wilson was there they're not going to have much to go off of so I agree with Hayden I think they could be one of the worst teams in the NFL I'm going to take the under but I'm not going to not going to say that they have the worst record okay yeah I mean that that makes sense and also they're both of their running backs Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker Jr. They, or maybe it's Kenneth Walker the third. I don't know. Um, but they both have injury problems. And well, Rashad Penny, I think, is going to be back for Week One. Kenneth Walker isn't. I don't think. But I mean, he he has an injury right now, and so it's pretty likely that if he does come back, he'll get injured again. And then Rashad Penny, I one of my roommates, Ishan, the other day said something really funny, and it was that Rashad Penny's knees are going to fall off by the, the third game. So. Yeah, that pretty much explains it because he uh, I think he has some bad knees. So also they could run into some some injury trouble with their running backs. All right, let's move on to the NFC North. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. That's the order of win totals from greatest to least. The Packers are set at 10 and a half right now. I've got the Packers going 11 and six. A lot of people think since Devontae Adams left and I think Zadarius Smith left on that defense. A lot of people do not really think that the Packers are going to be that good. I Packers still have a top five defense in the league. 
arguably a top three defense in the league. They're going to be fine in that sense. Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way to get it done. You got Romeo Dobbs, who is proving well, who did prove himself in preseason to be a very good option for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said that he was his favorite receiver at one point. Alan Lazard, I think, is is injured for at least the first game. I don't know how, maybe even like four games or something like that. So that's a little bit of a of a kind of detrimental kick to their uh, or hit to their to their offense. But I think the Packers, I mean, they, they're running backs. They've got a one of the best running back committees in the league. So I've got them going 11, 11 and six. And I'm taking the over on this. But hear me out. Not only do I have them losing to to Minnesota week one at Minnesota um, because the Packers have a history of absolutely pooping the bed in the first game as they did against the Saints last year when they lost like 35 to three against the Saints when the Saints weren't even that good. And then Aaron Rodgers gives his little relaxed speech after the game and everything gets better. But I also have them sweeping both the Bears and the Lions, but I could easily see them dropping one to the Lions. I think they're going to win both against the Bears because they own the Bears, like Aaron Rodgers said when he scored that touchdown last year. I could easily see them losing one to the drop to the Lions, though. So that would put them at the under, actually, because then they would go 10 and 7 based on the record that I have them at now, and that would put them under 10 and a half. So I would be a little bit careful with this one. I don't really know which way it's going to go, but I have them at the over tentatively. Don't be careful on this one. Bet the over. I'm a Packers fan, so but I am known to be a very non-biased fan. Like when I'm doing my homer stuff, I, if, if the Packers are going to be bad, I'll say they'll be, they'll be bad. And point in case, they've made it to the last three straight NFC championships and lost all three games. So this is coming from a place where like I am coming to expect another playoff loss uh, again this season. However, I am not expecting a low win total on the season for the Packers this year. Come on. It's 10 and a half. Like, they're going to go over this. They've had 13 wins each of the last three seasons. Matt LaFleur took over, and I didn't know how he was going to do. And all he's done is win. And he and Aaron Rodgers have a great relationship, which is what you love to see. The offense is always good because you have Aaron Rodgers. The defense has improved significantly. Like I said, if you have a top three deep, like the entire Packers analysis comes down to this statement. If you have a top three defense and Aaron Rodgers on the same team, that is a number one seed in a conference. Don't even, don't even for like, think about it. All right. Packers are going over. I think they're probably gonna win 13 games again. They could even win more. Like, again, I'm a very big fan of the team. So yes, like that's kind of coming in here a little bit, but I am not an extremely biased person. And so if they were going to be bad, I would say they were going to be bad, but they are going to be good. They have one of the worst divisions in, well, not one of the worst divisions, but they play two of the worst teams in the league and the Lions and the Bears at four games out of the year. That's it. I think that's an easy four wins. I don't think they're going to slip up against, against either of those teams. And they play, you know, they don't have the toughest schedule. And and so fine, you know, you lose Devontae Adams. I get that. He's a big piece. But I think Aaron Rodgers makes the receivers good. It's not the receivers that make Aaron Rodgers good. And if if, that, if you haven't been, if that, if you know, 15 years of Aaron Rodgers' performances haven't proved that to you, then I don't know what to do for you. You might need to go find yourself another another place to look. But I do think that the Packers are going to be really, really good this year. And and they kind of just always are, you know, I, I don't think that they're going to, they might slip up in the, at the beginning of the season, like they did last year and, and Aaron Rodgers will give that speech. And that's fine because it's worked every other year. Now, obviously you don't have the playoff success, but Hey, this is a regular season preview. And I think the sky's the limit for the Packers. And I, I definitely expect them to be in number one seat again. All right, there you go. Moving on to the Vikings and hear me out, Matt, I've got the Vikings tying the Packers in this division because I got them going 11 and six as well. Their win total projection is nine and a half right now. I think you should, you should definitely go over with this. I'm super high on the Vikings. The Vikings might be the the team that I'm highest on this out of anybody this season. Some key games that I have are them losing to the dolphins in Miami and to the Eagles in Philly. I think both of those games are going to be tough ones for, for the Vikings. I don't, we've seen Kirk cousins is just kind of lackluster in games that matter a lot, um, especially in primetime games. He just, his primetime record and his primetime film in general is just really, really bad. And we haven't really seen him step up to the plate in games that that matter a lot. I think games against the Dolphins and the Eagles are are easily games that they could, that could propel them forward into that kind of, you know, in, into the playoffs really. Um, and But I have them losing to both of those guys. I could see them also losing to the Colts in week 15, just because the Colts, you never 
don't really know with them this year. I mean, they've got Matt Ryan there, and so and they've got a, a really good defense. I picked their defense in two of my four fantasy leagues because they have a really easy schedule. And I think supposedly I haven't looked at it yet, but they're in the AFC South, so they have to have at least somewhat of an easy schedule. So I could see them losing to the Colts in week 15, although I had them winning that game. It could go the other way for them. I still have them at 11 and six, so taking the over. I am not that high on the Vikings, but I definitely do think they'll go over nine and a half on this win total. Um, It's all going to come down to coaching. All right. They lost Mike Zimmer, who I think was probably the reason that they were being kind of lackluster and and not, you know, being that good over the past few years. They bring in uh, Kevin O'Connell, who was the offensive coordinator of the Rams last season. We all know how that ended up uh, in a Super Bowl win. So coming into an offense that has a lot of good pieces they have for a while, and they just haven't ever really been able to prove it. Um, So I think, right, Kirk Cousins, obviously Justin Jefferson is a beast. Adam Thielen has been there forever, and he's still producing well. Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league. So you have a lot of talent on offense. Their defense isn't that great, but I think that just kind of the, the culture shift, I think, is really what the Vikings are going to need this year. If the culture is correct and they can score a lot of points and their defense can stop a little bit, you know, more than they were last year, they'll definitely go over this win total. And, and you know, as Hayden said, if the Packers end up having an, an under underachieving year, the, it could, they could be neck and neck for the division, uh, the Vikings and the Packers this year. I don't think the Vikings are going to be as good as the Packers, but I don't think they definitely think they'll be better than the nine and a half uh, win total projection that they, that they have right now. Um, so, yeah, so it's really all dependent on the coaching, but I do think the coaching is going to be solid this year. And I'm looking for the Vikings to really, really put up a lot of points this year. I think their offense can be really, really good. Um, but then again, it's Kirk Cousins. So you never really know. Yeah. I, I think the same exact thing. Their offense is definitely the star of that team and their defense their secondary is probably one of the worst in the league. So be wary of that as well. But I think their offense can, can get it done in most of these games. So moving on to the lions, the lions win total is set at six and a half. I've got, I've actually got them going seven and 10 this year. I think they're going to improve a lot, just not as much as Dan Campbell would wish with all the crying he's done. You would think that they're going to win 10 games, but I, I still have them only winning seven, but that's still taking the over at six. I mean, again, at six and a half, seven games would be over some key games I have here. I've got them splitting one and one with the bears. I wanted to take them both times against the bears, but I do think that if they go to Chicago, they'll probably lose that game because the bears, I think a lot of people forget how good their offense or not how good, but I, I think a lot of people forget that their offense is still pretty decent Justin Fields can still make plays, and so I've, I've got them splitting one-on-one with the Bears. Uh, over the last seven weeks of the season, they've got four of those games are against the Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Bears. I've got them winning all four of those games, so I think they're going to finish the season strong. They're not going to be a playoff team, unfortunately, in my opinion. If they are a playoff team this year, I will eat all of my words and I will be very surprised because they've got the Packers and the Vikings in that division with them, but it is an improvement from past years and they are going to be on the uptrend and Dan Campbell might cry some tears of joy. I'm on the under. I don't think the lions are good at all. I think they've been hyped up because of hard knocks because everybody's watching it. And like Hayden said, everybody sees Dan Campbell and he gives his speeches and it's all, you know, it's so in, influencing and it's all motivational i get it but dude like the team is not talented and to back up that point jared goff you're just starting quarterback that's not a good situation all right so and and i mean on top of that like amon or st brown he's a good receiver but he's the only receiver that you have right i mean the running back situation deandre swift is okay jamal williams is i think a better running back than deandre swift is like sometimes they have sparks but usually they don't and the defense is one of the worst in the league so they're not going to be able to stop anybody they might be able to put up some points because I think they have, you know, a better, more talent on offense than they do on defense. But, and we saw it last year, they got down by like 30 points in every game. And they ended up scoring a lot of points in garbage time when it didn't matter. Right. And so their offensive stats were okay. And they, and they looked pretty good, but it was just because they were scoring a lot in garbage time and they were already losing these games in the first half. And then that's it. Right. So I don't think they're going to be good at all. They went two and 15 last year. All right. Let's put this in perspective. They lost the most, they had the worst record in the NFL. Right. So we're just going to automatically think that they're going to go from two and 15 to seven and 10. No, thank you. They can triple their win total this year and still go under this. So give me the under. And I think that's the most convincing point of all. 
I think it was actually two fourteen and one because they tied the Steelers. Right? They still won two games. That's the that's the point. Okay, that's the point. I yeah, no, I, I get you. All right, moving on to the Bears here. The Bears win total is set at six. I think that's a little steep for them as well. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go under on this. I have them winning four games, only four games. So I have them going four and thirteen. I have them losing against Houston at home. Again, I, I'm pretty high on Houston this year. I think they're going to be solid. I don't know if they're going to be really good, but they could kind of give the Titans a run for their money in that AFC South division, maybe. But, yeah, so I've got them losing at, at home against Houston, and then I've also got the Bears losing against the Giants in New York. That's a pretty key game there because it's the battle of the bads. Like, I, I think watching that game, it would probably make me want to stick forks in my eyes, but – yeah, there's not much else to say here. I've got the Bears going four and thirteen. I'm taking the under. I think six wins is a little bit steep, just because, yeah, they haven't really made any additions to their team in in the offseason. I think they were probably one of the least active teams in free agency, unless I'm just getting all my facts wrong. But uh, but yeah, I'm going to go four and thirteen, taking the under. Me too. I think, and this is, I'm actually going to kind of divulge the, the, the win totals that I've actually bet and put money on. Um, this is one, I, I bet a lot of money on the bears to go under and I actually, I got it at six and a half. So it's like, if they go six and 11, I still win, which is, which is pretty key there, but I think they're going to go win under six. I think they could be the worst team in the NFL this year. I seriously like Hayden had that hot take about the, um, who did you think that you said was going to go two and 15 earlier? The Seahawks. Right, the Seahawks. I, that's the, I feel that way about the Bears. I think they could possibly have the worst record in the NFL. They're just bad. They're like their defense is is the strength of the team, and they lost all their good players. Right. I mean, they they don't have any. They didn't have money to begin with. The offense. You have Justin Fields. He's he could be a great quarterback, but we're never going to see it because his offensive line is not going to protect him, and he doesn't have his receivers anymore because Allen Robinson was the best receiver on the team for the last five years. And they traded him away. So it's like Darnell Mooney is now the best receiver on the Bears. And that is really – that's a bad situation to be in. David Montgomery, uh, Khalil Herbert, they're both really good running backs, but they're not going to be able to go anywhere because the offensive line is absolutely horrible. So they have the worst offensive line in the league, and they don't have an experienced quarterback, and they don't have a, a top wide receiver. Like Darnell Mooney, I love the guy, but he'd probably be the third best receiver on most teams in the NFL. So if that's the case that you have a wide receiver – or worst offensive line in the league, you get rid of all your players on defense and you don't have a quarterback who's experienced enough to be able to, you know, manage his way through it. That's one of the worst situations in the league. And so I think the bears are going to be way under this win total of six and it could possibly be the worst team in the league. All right, let's move on to the last division of the day, the NFC South. So the bucks are up first. They've got a projected win total of 11 and a half, the most in the NFC by a whole game. So we've got two Packers and Rams are both at 10 and a half. Buccaneers are at, are at 11 and a half. A lot of people are kind of low on them this season. I think that they're still going to be great. I mean, what have, what have they lost other than Antonio Brown, really? They haven't really lost anybody. I think, is Tristan Wirfs still hurt or is he back? I don't, I don't know the, the answer on that. But I have them going 13 and four. So I'm taking the over here. Some key games that I have are them losing at the Saints, Week one, losing in New Orleans. I mean, sorry, not week one. Week two, losing in New Orleans. I Again, the Saints, I think, are going to be really dangerous this season. And I just believe in Jameis Winston. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, I've also got the Bucks losing to Baltimore and Cincinnati at home. That's a little bit of a hot take there. But, I mean, Cincinnati, they were in the Super Bowl last year. I think Baltimore is going to be really good this year. They're going to surprise a lot of people. So, having losing to both of those AFC South team or AFC North teams. And then I have them beating the 49ers in San Fran. So that's another pretty big game that that could go either way, but I've got them winning that. I've got the Bucks at 13 and 4. I think they're going to have a huge season and I'm taking the over. Uh yeah, Hayden mentioned it a lot of people are low on the Bucks. I am one of those people. I Obviously, you never want to go against Tom Brady, right? Because people have been doing that for the last 10 years, and all he's done is won more Super Bowls and gotten better. The guy led the league in passing last year. Are you kidding? So yeah, that's my biggest scare or my biggest fear uh, in going against the Buccaneers here. But I think the key is going to come down to the offensive line. I didn't mention it. Tristan Wirfs, he's healthy, but they have a lot of trouble on the interior offensive line. Their center, I forgot his name. He got hurt in training camp. He's out for the year. Ryan Jensen, I think. Yeah, he's out for the year. Ali Marpet, the left tackle. 
he was amazing for them, has been for the last you know five or six years now, but he's been in the league for a while. He retired this offseason. So that's two offensive linemen that automatically you're not going to have back. Tristan Wirfs is really good, but has some battling issues. You're not sure if he's going to be there the whole year. They might have to shuffle guys around based on the positions and stuff like that. And so I think that if you're Tom Brady, the one thing that you need is a clean pocket and just time to throw the football. If you have that, your team's going to be great, as we saw last year, right, and the year before when they were the Super Bowl. But if it's not – he, he might get crushed. And if he doesn't get crushed, he's not going to have time to throw the ball. And he's going to be after throwing it out of bounds or throwing it to the other team. You never really know what's going to happen. So I think that, I don't know. I mean, I, they're still going to be good. I think they've in most cases, they'll still end up winning the division. But I think 12 and five is really hard to expect from this team. I think 11 and six is a very capable season. They're, you know, still make the playoffs they still have a chance to make a run in the playoffs and if they go that you know, if they, they have 11 and 6 or really even 10 and 7 that proves that they've they've somewhat you know cleared up the offensive line as long as they have a winning record and tom brady is is, is throwing it that'll be fine um and so i think that they could go under this win total but still have a very very promising season and then leading up to the playoffs where they could actually still make a run so give me the under on the bucks but i'm still hopeful you know i still have hope in this team to to, to be good and, and perform really well, just hope that Tom Brady doesn't doesn't uh, suffer a lot of sacks or, or big hits. All right, moving on to the Saints, which are set at eight and a half. I think this is pretty low for the Saints this year. I mean, they've if, if they can keep all their pieces, especially if they can keep Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Jameis Winston healthy. This defense, I don't even think you need to worry about this defense at all. This defense is crazy. They added Tyron Matthew, who is a little bit controversial because a lot of people think that he's actually worse than people make him out to be, which which might be a little bit true. But we'll see. We'll see how he plays in New Orleans. The other pieces on that defense, they've got so many. We're kind of running out of time here, so I'm not going to talk about that at all. Their, their defense is amazing. If they can keep themselves healthy, healthy on offense, I guarantee you they're going to get over – they're going to get nine wins or more. I have them at 10 and seven right now. So obviously I'm taking the over on this A couple key games. I have are them losing at Philadelphia and at Arizona. I think those game, both of those games are kind of early on in the season. Again, Arizona is always good early on in the season. And I, and I'm high on, on Philadelphia this year. I could see them winning either the, the Philadelphia game or the Arizona game away games but I also have them going five and oh in the first five games and I also could see them losing to somebody like Minnesota in this stretch and so there are a couple games their schedule is a little bit weird the way it's structured so I could see them losing games that I have them winning and I also could see them winning games that I have them losing so again I think 10 and 7 is a pretty is a pretty strong estimate there so I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at the over yeah, this is probably my favorite over of this is the team that I'm probably highest on in terms of their win total in the entire NFC. Um, the Saints are going to be amazing. I, I think like they went eight and nine last year and they didn't even have Jameis Winston for basically mo- most of the season. When Jameis Winston was the starter, they went five and two. All right. Then he got hurt and he's out for the rest of the season and they didn't do well, but you're not expected to do well. Right. I mean, your starting quarterback is out for, you know, three fourths of the season. And despite how much he is a meme, right, Jameis Winston just throwing picks and all, you know, going crazy all the time. He's a good quarterback and with the right pieces around him and the right coaching and the right receivers and, and a good defense he can be a really good starting quarterback. He also got laser eye surgery, which apparently he didn't have. He couldn't even see when he was at Florida state, like literally winning the Heisman trophy and winning national championships. And he basically couldn't see, like he had below average sight. Like what? Like that's like the craziest story. But anyway, I think he's right. He's going to be on track. The receiver, the receiving core is the biggest story of this team. Their best receiver last year was Traquan Smith. He's now their fourth best receiver. So essentially the, they're like, they got three, receivers you know they, they traded for or drafted three receivers in the offseason and those three receivers are the best receivers on the team right so you, oh, well not traded for but whatever Michael Thomas he didn't play at all last year he'll end up playing at some point this year and he'll be in the top three receivers for them Chris Olave drafted he's going to be amazing because he was at Ohio State and I think he's just gonna be really good and then obviously Jarvis Landry he wasn't the best and hasn't performed the best in Cleveland but that's because it's Cleveland right you go to a team that's solid you know solid organization solid coaching and a good quarterback in James Winston I think Jarvis Landry is gonna be really good for the Saints this year and then Hayden mentioned that the defense I mean come on it's it's they're good they're really good and I think they're only going to be because the thing is too like the Dennis Allen is now their head coach right Sean Payton retired but Dennis Allen has been the defensive coordinator so as good as the defense is 
they're going to be just good because he Dennis Allen is the is now the head coach and he was the defensive coordinator. So I that's not going to decline at all. Um, I think the the Saints fly over this win total. I think they have a good chance of actually winning the division and you know getting more wins in the Buccaneers. Um, they'll be in the playoffs. I think they have a good chance. Like if they get the ball rolling and they're actually you know they go into the playoffs with a good record, they have a chance to even go far in the playoffs. So I definitely love the Saints this season. All right, next one is the Panthers. This is our second to last team here. Panthers are at are set at six and a half wins. I've got them going five and 12. Big reason is because Baker Mayfield is the leader of that offense currently. I would not be surprised if Baker Mayfield kind of sucks and then they try out Sam Darnold and then they, ha- they have this weird dynamic where they've, they're going back and forth between two quarterbacks They're mid-season and it's just like, yeah, that's, that's a very Panthers thing to do. Also, if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, basically any at any point during the season unless it's like within the past and within the last few weeks they're going to be really bad without him because they they always are bad without him and we've seen a trend of him getting hurt often in the past I don't want him to get hurt I'm not trying to jinx that at all but it's happened a lot in the past so right I think this I think taking the under here would be pretty safe some key games I have for them I have them splitting one and one with the Falcons I could kind of see them winning both against the Falcons but I have them splitting one and one, uh, losing at, at Atlanta, obviously. And I have them also getting swept by the Saints and the Bucks. So I only have them winning one division game. But I could possibly see them taking one against the Saints just for some weird reason because division opponents always seem to have these weird wins and losses against each other. So I could see them taking one against the Saints. Um, and I also think that them beating Arizona early on in the season because they play them, I think, within the first five or six weeks, that could be very key to them either going to six wins or keeping it at five. Again, the win total is six and a half here. I don't really see them getting seven wins because they're the Panthers and they haven't really beefed anything up exponentially on their on their their team overall. So I, I have them going five and 12, sticking with the under. I'm going to go over here slightly. I can definitely see them being under. I mean, that's a pretty easy assumption because they just haven't been good the last few years, but I mean, seven and 10, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Panthers go seven and 10. I think as much as Hayden said, you know, with Baker Mayfield, he's at least better than whatever the heck they've had in the past, like five years ever since basically Cam Newton stopped being a quarterback, right? Sam Darnold is a really bad quarterback and that's all they had last year. And he was, he was like, amazing for the first like two games and then just completely sucked right from there on Baker Mayfield's better he's a better quarterback as if a team has a better quarterback they're going to be better than they were last year I agree with Hayden on the Christian McCaffrey angle too like if he can finally stay healthy that'll be a really good positive for this team uh and and then the defensive you know defensively uh, you know JC Horn was their first round draft pick two years ago and he got hurt this I think the third game last season and he was out for the season he'll be back this season so I think they have some pieces they've added that you know, whether through trades or through the draft or whatever injury, getting back, you know, people from injury that will supply them with a positive impact. So again, I don't expect them to to do some, some crazy thing and go, you know, two or three games over their win total, but I could definitely see them going seven, 10 and improving on what they had last season. They're not going to be a great team. They're not going to get to the playoffs or anything, but I do think that they can hit the over with seven and 10, maybe, maybe, maybe even eight and nine, but even still, that'll probably be third in their division. But I don't know. I mean, I think I believe in, in Baker Mayfield a little bit, even like when he was in Cleveland, like they were never terrible, but they were never great. And so I think that's exactly what the what the Panthers are going to be. But I don't think they're going to be horrible. Right. So I don't think they're going to be, you know, five and 12 or, or whatever. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go over here with the Panthers. All right. Moving on to our last team of the day, which also happens to be the smallest win total of the day, which is four and a half. And that is the Falcons are set at four and a half wins. I've got the Falcons going four and thirteen, so this is a this is a small under bet here. Here are some key games that I that I have them uh, them playing or that I have written down for them. I've got them beating the Seahawks in Seattle. That could kind of go either way. That's just the battle of the bads. It's just like that Bears Brown. I mean Bears Giants game that I was talking about earlier. I also have them beating the Browns in Week Four because the Browns are most likely going to have just a really hard time adjusting to the beginning of the season. With this whole Deshaun Watson thing, he's, I mean, obviously he's not playing until I think week 13 it is, but they also, I mean, who else did they have starting at quarterback? I, don't, I actually don't even really know who they have starting at quarterback right now. It is, oh yeah, Jacoby Brissett. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I've basically, I've got the Falcons going four and 13. 
Um, I do think that their one big win is going to get is going to be against the Browns. But again, I think the Browns are kind of going to struggle early on in the season until they kind of get the ball rolling and get Deshaun Watson back later on. So, right. Four and 13. It's a small under bet, but I do have them on the under. I yeah I agree. Um, I, it's tough because I had I was like really low on the on the Falcons going into the season, but then in the preseason, I don't know. I mean, Mar- Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter both looked really good. So it's kind of one of those things that, and obviously it's the preseason, so you never really know. But if either of them can just be competent at quarterback, and then you have obviously you know Cordero Patterson, Tyler Al- Algier, the running back or the rookie running back from BYU you know, he could be pretty good. Uh, and then you have, obviously you have Kyle Pitts, who I think is really good. I think he got a lot of hype last year and it was like, Oh, well, he's going to have to live up to all the hype. I think he actually kind of did. And low key, he's kind of going underrated, uh, you know, going into this season. So he's a pretty good, you know, he's a pretty good threat, uh, obviously on the outside and at tight end. So my thing is like, but the defense, yeah, that's, that's it, right. Their, their defense is really, really bad. And so that's why they're going to lose most of the games. I don't think it's going to be because of the offense, but I do think the offense is going to do, you know, be able to compensate a little bit uh, in some of those games that otherwise they might not be able to win. So I don't know. It's a tough one for me. It's kind of a toss up, but I, I'm just right. I mean, their division, like, I don't think they're going to win many division games and you know, they have a pretty tough schedule outside of that. So I think I'm going to have to go under here on the Falcons. Uh, But you know, I I think that there's hope and and at least maybe they can kind of get something out of it. They'll be exciting at least to watch, I think on offense. So that's kind of the, the, the one bright side that I have for the Falcons on an overall, probably very underwhelming season. Alrighty. Well, there you go. That wraps up our NFC win total predictions. I hope you guys didn't get too confused while we were talking. I think there was a couple parts where I was trying to kind of speed talk because I actually do have to be somewhere in like 15 minutes. So we need to wrap this up pretty quick, but right. There were some parts where I may have said the wrong team's name, or I may have been talking about another team when I was supposed to be talking about the Falcons and I was talking about the Browns and everything like that. Again. Yeah. It was a little bit confusing there, but Still got the content out to you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will be doing the same exact thing for the AFC teams next time, which I think will probably be more fun than doing the NFC just because the AFC is a, it's a better conference in my opinion. Well, better conference in general, but yeah, really excited for that episode this weekend. And that's going to be it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we will see you guys this weekend.